Welcome to the City of Crystal podcast, a look at the issues and initiatives regarding the City of Crystal, a fully developed first-tier suburban community just west of Minneapolis. Welcome to the fourth edition of the City Podcast. My name is Jim Adams. I'm the Mayor of Crystal. Today our topic is a reflection back on history, kind of taking a look at what history looked like from a couple people's perspectives. We have two people with us today who have uh, a longer tenure than I have, who entered into city politics at some level, um, wait, well, quite a bit before I, I did. Uh, we have Andrew Richter with us today. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And we have Julie Deschler, who's here with us, our council member. Thank you. From Ward 4. Yeah. Um, My former council member. Right. <laughs> Only because I moved. Remember that. Yeah. That's right. So um, I remember my first recollection of, of Julie is when I called her up. And I don't know if she remembers this, but I called her up on the phone and I said, so I'm, I'm thinking about running for mayor. And, and she said, well, first of all, you have to have, uh, it's a lot harder than you think. And there's going to be a lot more work than you think. And it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Is that what I said? I don't Something recall like saying that. that. Something like Funny, that. Funny, I must have had the same conversation with her like two weeks before that. Right. I think she <laughs> said the same thing to me, I think. And I'm thinking, huh, okay, well. She wasn't, tell, she wasn't lying. No, I can no tell you she that. was not no. lying. So um, I don't know. You were brought on in 2010. Right. Yeah, there was uh, Ward Four had an opening because Gary Grimes, the person that uh, was before me, had gotten ill, and so the uh, city council they interviewed for a f somebody to fill the spot until the next election. And um, of course, I think I crashed and burned during that interview. In fact, I had no idea. <laughs> but, he, but but you made it through. But but then six months later, we had the opportunity to run you know, put our names on the ballot. And so I just went for it. I went door knocking every single day okay. after work. And, um, so, you know, my, so I guess my reason for running at the time, I didn't really know anything about politics, just that I was a fairly new homeowner. And I saw a lot of blighted properties. And I saw the home values kind of declining, and I owed a lot of money on my house. And I thought, well, rather than sit on the sidelines and kind of, you know, whine about it, I'm going to try to get in the game, see what I can do to kind of help the health of, and the image, if you will, of the community so that, you know, our properties don't go down the tanks. Yeah. <laughs> we, lose our, they, we lose our world, I guess. Yeah, I remember thinking that same thing. You know, I'm not one who's going to sit here and whine about something. I'd rather do something. So, right. Um, that's, that particular trait, I think, is what gets us into trouble. Right. So <laughs> it, could, it could be. So Andrew, uh, well, I whined about things for a long time before I did anything. Different personalities. <laughs> different personalities. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, for me, I would say that that uh, you know, I grew up in Crystal's my hometown. It'll always be my hometown. I mean, everything from Crystal Little League to uh, I went to Cooper High School, <clears throat> and I left Crystal after college for about five years. I lived in Robbinsdale for three and Plymouth for two. And then I came, when I came back and lived in Crystal, like in my late 20s, I knew I was going to be here for a while. And that's when I, you know, finally got around to paying attention to, you know, 
you know, I was somebody who always, politics was always in my blood, you know, service and all that's just in my blood. I mean, my parents were real big on, on serving in any way that they could. And I think they, you know, pretty much beat that into me that, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't go home after work and watch cartoons. You, you know, there's something else to do. And so I finally looked around and I, I had served as a caucus convener. I, I was a election judge and and I really had never um, looked into local, like Julie said, looked into local politics. I, Gary Grimes is somebody I was a friend of my father's, and I, I knew him for a long time. But I never really looked around at, at local stuff and, and um, just didn't seem to interest me. And certainly it chose me. I didn't chose, choose it. But um, I had some, I don't know, issues I was concerned about with the future of the city thinking I was going to be here longer than I was. And, um, I, when I, the, the more I dug into it, the more, uh, I don't know if unhappy is the right, more concerned I got about, about what was being planned and how things were being paid for. And, uh, you know, you'd come to a council meeting to talk about something and then they'd vote on it right after everybody was talking Well, full, you know, it was just kind of a. Uh, I, I felt like, uh, you know, Julie mentioned the the property values going down, and there's something I want to say about that. Right around that time, um, Crystal had a lot of empty nesters and things when I moved sure. back. Yep. All of a sudden, the young families started to move back in. Right around that time, 2009, 10, 11, you know, when the housing thing happened. Over, yeah. yeah, and, and a, lot, a lot of uh, young families moved in, and you know. You, you looked on the council at the time, and there were a lot of folks that had been there for a long, long time. And, and you just kind of – I got the feeling if I wanted some changes, I, I wasn't going to be real welcome when I walked in. Right. So it became an education thing for me. You know, I read every document I could. I read every financial. Believe me, I, I didn't understand it all. I still don't understand it all. Right. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, oh, you know – I'm quite sure you'd ask, you know, I'd ask the council. They would just refer me to some finance person, and I kind of thought, boy, you know, I got to start going to this. I got to start watching these things. You know, I got to see where my tax dollars are going. Yeah. And you know, in, in politics, yeah. it's really it's interesting because you know, just like when you elect a president, you don't elect a perfect president. You don't have somebody who's going to have uh, have all the pieces to to accomplish everything that needs to be done you know, in that, that level of government. That's the same for a council. You know, you don't have a mayor that, that fits the bill. You don't have a council member that fits the bill. And we all bring our strengths. And, and that's what I've, that's the thing I've learned most about the change. So, yeah. Well, I would say if, if you expect perfect people, you're always going to be disappointed. Absolutely. <laughs> you, yep. Just, yep. you know, you have to uh, work with people, even people that you don't agree with. Um, it, you can learn to like small victories, I found, very right, quickly right. there. But it was, you know, coming here wasn't the best experience. And I don't know how it led to me deciding to run myself. Um, it just kind of became more of a more – I felt it was more of a calling than anything yeah. else. But I'm kind of glad I uh, lost now seeing what you've gone through for oh, eight geez, years. Thank it's, you. <laughs> 
Hey, you know, we, we, I don't know how well we'd be friends now or have met each other if it wasn't for that. Sure, you know, that's was, right. That's right. Was, you know, in the end, it was okay. If it's, when, when, when we started looking at each other's uh, political views, they actually lined up very similarly, even though we're very different in personality and style. Yeah, it, it definitely. I thought that, uh, um, I thought, okay, if I lose, it's... I know I have somebody I can help. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. it was not so bad. So Julie, do you what's the biggest change you've seen since you first arrived on the scene? Well, you know, learning to compromise. You know, pick your battles, I guess. Okay. Um but I think you know some of the biggest changes I've seen is I I believe that we're more approachable. I do you know, too. we're out and about in the community. Um, you know, and I think a large part is we've done a big push in um, trying to be more transparent, meaning, you know, there's uh, Facebook pages, there's the communication quarterly newsletter that has been around for a long time. But I feel like, you know, there's Nextdoor, there's uh, Twitter. I don't even know how to Twitter, but, or tweet, but um, you know, there's any number of ways. There are Facebook pages that are community-based. There's police department Facebook page. I mean, if you don't know about something in the community, it's because you're not trying very hard, in, right. in my opinion. Right. Uh, you know, that, and I, I think that we work well together for the most part. I think that's a huge change. Yeah, yeah. You know, I when, when I got here... Um, Things weren't working so well inside no. this room uh, where we had uh, council members not being able to have conversations with each other. It, was, it, was, it wasn't positive, but, but now we have, we have people of different political views in this room, and at the end of the day, everybody, every voice is heard. Right, right. Well, and you've done, you've done a lot with that. I will say that. Well, because there's times me, where but. there's even you know, things that I would prefer that we don't discuss and then I can't even imagine you're allowing to be discussed because of how I know you believe. Yep. But yet you're always kind enough to allow it. And so Thank you. I am uh, <laughs> actually impressed with that. As I remember a day, one of the most vivid memories I'll have when I first started on the council is we had a couple of residents that wanted backyard hens, huh. chickens. And, you know, one of the ladies, Patsy Brucky, do you remember mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. That was really important to her. I think her. I was at that meeting where her neighbors all showed up. Yeah, <laughs> and well, for the most part, it was really well, you know, received. Residents weren't too opposed to it. There was a couple that were, but for the most part, they weren't. And I wanted to get it on the agenda. You weren't the mayor then, but um, and I begged and pleaded, and I remember uh, hearing, no, it's not going on the agenda. We're not interested in hearing about backyard ends. And I literally remember driving home, and I was crying, crying, because I couldn't figure out how to get it on the agenda either. And I remember calling Ann <laughs> said, I don't understand this process. I mean, why, if residents want to talk about backyard hens, why can't we at least put it on the agenda to discuss? Yep. And we just couldn't, I could not. The other one was a uh, resident was really important to him to bring the Beyond the Yellow Ribbon initiative to our community. And that was another one where I just hit a brick wall. They wouldn't even entertain it, meaning some of the other council people and, um, 
and you've devoted a lot of time to that. Yeah, I and right. I, I just couldn't get it on the on the agenda either to get it passed right. and bring it to our community. You know, that's and when you became mayor, you know, you said, "Well, let's talk about it." Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but we're at least going to put it on the agenda right. and explore it. So you know, we, we talked about before we started rolling the tape here a little bit about what it takes to put something on the agenda you know in the past and how it's how it's changed and you know it's it's very structured now you know there there's there's a definite way that anybody can bring something to the table right. you know that there's there's a pathway uh you know it can be the mayor it can be a council member uh and even citizens you know they can they have a lot of different avenues right um, so well and a lot of times a, big a lot of times too i can and i'm sure julie would agree with us when you bring, when you try to bring something to the council, it's because a resident's talked to you about it. Correct. You know, you've gotten a phone call or email. You've run into residents. Hey, why don't we, why don't we do this or that? Um, I know from, you know, the greatest one of the greatest experiences of my life was door knocking. As much as I got told to go away a few times, right. which is fine. You know, you understand that. That's you have to have a thick skin. But I would never. I wish everybody could experience a summer where they knocked on doors and talked to people. <laughs> Because it's an education in itself, you know, what you think people are thinking and, and what they're actually – I find it funny today watching Talking Heads on TV talking about what, what people think. I'm like, yeah, you haven't knocked on a door in your whole life, okay? <laughs> but it's, but it, it's real that, that people bring issues to you that you don't even think of. People, um, you know, you f discover a city code on something. You had no idea it was there. And it's an education in itself simply to talk to your neighbors. It's unreal. Right. And so it's, you know, so much of, of the, you know, frustration or whatever you want to call it came from once, once I got involved, it was like I became one of the people everybody came to for, even though I wasn't on the council. It's like, well, look well, into this. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a reason for that. You know, some things that you do, like taking a comprehensive plan or, um, uh, a comprehensive financial report and reading it on the weekend most people don't do that <laughs> so you do that a couple times and yeah you're going to start getting a reputation that maybe and this guy knows see something why they don't do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know i i think we're talking a lot about some things that 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 it, that have changed in terms of being approachable the council being approachable and it's happened in the area of transparency but it's also happened with some of the new council members that have come in. They've, they've changed the language. They've changed uh, what type of language we put in our ordinances, what we put in our letters. And you are a huge part of that. Yeah. We, had, we had a task force yeah. to change all the ordinances. Yeah, I must, I, I must have been one of the only people who was so excited to see that happen. I mean, well, it... it I thought it would be a committee of, of one, and I thought it would be you, but there were like 14 other people yeah. that showed up and thought Unfortunately, that would be fun. We, we lost a few, including myself by yeah. the end, but it was, um, you know, we had a great group of people who tediously, I mean, that's not a task force where anybody was hoofing it. No. You know, it was, I mean, it was something, and I'm sure you guys sat and talked about our recommendations for years oh we did <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but it was i mean again it was an education in and of itself you know why is this here well right. i don't know because golden valley has it and new hope has it and, right okay well you know it yeah was... i mean and there were a lot of things that in that task force you couldn't have a pool table what 500 feet within a city building 
Yeah, I something don't like rem- that. I don't remember, but I know. I don't that remember the feet, but I know we were violating our I, own city code with the yeah. new public works building and well, public Doyle's works. Bowling had a pool well, table. That's not the, the only thing. It was the one that was in the community center that was violating because <laughs> it wasn't even away. You know, <laughs> it was in one of our city buildings. It I don't could think- be that years ago, you know, maybe some employees yeah. or something were playing pool or something, and that were I don't know, but yeah. you know, there has to be a reason why that yeah. ordinance was. And passed at one it, time. I remember in that time I realized that I was breaking the law in a number of ways based on some of the city ordinances. My clothesline was illegal. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yours was illegal for other reasons. I no, would say. no, no, no. But, you know, I, um, one thing you, you guys meant, I, I, changes that we made, I mean, I think two things stick out. One is I feel like the later councils, you talked about bringing different perspectives and all that. New ideas seem to be coming more. Um, I, I, the, the one council work session that I remember being just really dumbfounded at, and this is going, I don't even think Julie was on there. It might have been the guy who was appointed that might have been there at that time. But I remember that we sat right, right in this room, and <clears throat> the subject matter was um, that they couldn't figure out how to make money selling concessions at the Crystal Pool. They were right. losing money every year. Yep, that was, and I kind of went, what? Really? You know, I mean, you know, the kids selling lemonade down the streets making more money than... And, and I thought to myself, you know, look, I mean, I don't know if that's the city's job to go make a profit or something, but, you know, could we break even? I mean, the whole, the whole meeting was everybody scratching their heads as to what to do about it. Nobody came up with an idea. Nobody gave any instruction to the park board person. Um... And at the end of the meeting, their conclusion, and I'm not making this up, and these weren't recorded back then, so you're just going to take my word for it. Okay. The the conclusion at the end of the meeting was that it was okay to lose money because New Hope lost money too. So New Hope was just as incompetent as we were. Yeah. And that was the council meeting. And I walked out of there going, okay, we got got real – if you can't manage a pool, I mean, I don't know what's going on with – the other departments here. I mean, you were in the fire department. At the right. Time. We didn't know each other then, but I kind of just went, "Oh my God!" I mean, yeah. That was. It was forty-five minutes of scratching their heads and, right. "Huh, really? You, know, you lost again?" And <laughs> going to the fire department, that was kind of my introduction to uh, to po- local politics. I got to experience, you know, the city council disband West Metro, um, in. in it was it was a it was an interesting time because the thing I remember most about that is Julie, the statement that you said after the vote. And I don't remember if I was there or if I was watching it on TV, but it was it was okay. Can we can we now talk to our constituents about this? Something like that. And that's that's I think for me the biggest change that I've seen is is this inclusion. From citizen perspective, you know we've moved from uh, being a council. You know I don't know quite how to identify it, but a, a different council. But we've moved to where we're looking at things not from a city perspective, but from a citizen perspective. And we've had citizen volunteers come in, like you, in the in the task force. And we've had uh, we did have quite a bit of turnover in the last ten years. And we've got all kinds of new ideas about uh, transparency, about s- simple language about um, just all these different things relating to our neighborhoods, relating to how we operate and how we do business and 
how understandable things are. And, and to go from, from what felt like backroom politics to something that's more transparent than, than ever before and probably even more transparent than some of our neighbors, um, I think that's just a, a testament to, to some of the work both of you have done. You know? One area that I think we do need to improve on, though, is that you know residents still say to me, well, you know, really, you can't fight City Hall, and the truth is you just come to a council member uh, meeting, you decide to buy a public works building like we're going to tonight, and we buy it. They don't really understand the history of all the meetings that right. we've had leading up to that. Right. And so um, I think we need just to do a little bit of education piece that these work sessions are taped. They're available for anybody to listen to, and they can hear the history on subjects yeah. leading up to the council votes. You and know, I think, I think, too, that part of that um, is, you know, when public notices happen and things like that, you yep. know, that there's, there's uh, I can remember with, during the street projects, even though those things were planned, yes, that's true, they were planned for 20 years, uh, sometimes residents didn't know it until they got a bill in the mail. <laughs> First sure. thing they got was a bill in the mail. Yeah. Then we started having neighborhood meetings before that. They were well attended because mm -hmm. I know my neighborhood was well attended and people were a little bit more informed. Um, I always say this, you want a council room of uh, 200 people in a council room, give them a $5,000 special assessment. They'll all show up real quick. Right, right, right. But, but the point was the projects needed to be done, and but I think a lot of residents weren't aware that, that there was a bill on top of your bill. And to go backward and explain that for 20 years, like Julie said, is, you know, well, we're 80% along in this, yeah. you know. And so it, it, it was an issue. But I think one of the things was that, you know, You'd get a you'd get a notice in the mail. The next meeting, something would happen, and it, you can feel that way. That well, right. what happened there? And, and you know, back to Julie's point, you know, I think it's it's people not understanding that. Yeah, we're a council. We make some policy decisions, but most of the work isn't done by the council. It's turned over to staff, and a lot of that stuff isn't as transparent because it's their everyday jobs. I mean, we have uh, department heads handling their own department stuff with their own staff. And that's stuff, something you can't really make transparent. But the overall big policy-making type stuff, um, yeah, it, 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 it is more transparent. However, it, 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 you don't get the feel that you're hearing everything. Well, I think there's, just real quick, I think there's a lot of places, too, where, um, you know, is the council making policy? Who's making the policy? Right. You know, I, I've watched a lot of other cities where it feels like, the council's not really in control of, you know, they're not dictating the policy and staff's carrying it out. It's the other way around. Mm -hmm. That staff's really making the policy when really their job is to carry the policy out. Right. And I think that's another change that's been made here. Um, but you still see this in a lot of other cities where it's sort of, um, it's sort of not the council leading the discussions all the time. And I think that's one thing I've seen that's changed around here, especially in the long-term planning. And I know, Jim, you've been a big part of that, how you're going to pay for something right. 20 years down the road. Um, you know, we're not doing something because that's what we did it last time. I mean, there's, you know, previously those conversations didn't even take place. Right. I was here. They didn't take place. <laughs> so well, that's you know, a big change. My perception was it was a... Uh there was kind of a single-minded direction of the council. 
you know, whether that was, I, I don't know why that was, but there, there wasn't a lot of discussion. I remember that first couple of years when I showed up, we had some conversations and, and I heard things out of people who were on this council that they never had to express before because they weren't asked or, or there was no need. There was no dissenting conversation going on to where they had to state their point. And I'll tell you what, if you, really, if you really know how, bore, how boring I was back then, <laughs> I would just wait with bated breath for the next work session tape to come out. I mean, that's, that's how on it I was. And that's, <laughs> that's just terrible to admit. Yeah, I, I mean, that was, that was one of the first things. You guys were great entertainment. <laughs> that was one of the first things I did was to start recording those work sessions because um, my experience at West Metro during some of our our things we started taping things there and and boy behaviors changed you know people started acting like adults and and you know it got a lot less harsh so um not that it wasn't we we still had some very rich conversations in this room you know not but passionate discussions are, are a has to be if there's no disagreement no dissent no discussions that's when i get worried yeah, and, and that's where you came in. Yeah. <laughs> you came into very little discussion. All right. Um, anything else, Julie? Not really? I would say one thing just to throw a plug in here. One of the things that uh, if people are looking to get involved, always check our commission openings and things like that. Um, I know that, that uh, I really enjoyed being on the planning commission. I mean, my unceremonious exit notwithstanding. I, I, um, if, if you want to learn how government works, serving on a commission is a big way to get there. A charter commission also, which is kind of our city constitution, uh, but the planning commission is really important because you, you have your zones, your uh, <clears throat> um, permits, and a conditional use permit, what's that, and how do you get one, and this you know, this guy wants to build his garage. Yeah, you can see what's coming down the pike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed being the council liaison to planning commission. That was my first com uh, commission then. And I thought that was a really good um, entry into learning more about being on the city council. Too. <laughs> a little and, late, but I mean. And we're always looking for people. We, we try to recruit in the spring and the fall. Yeah. Yep. But it's like knocking on doors. The issues that you never think would come up. Right, you can't. So and so's grandfathered into this, and uh, uh, but just any big project or something will usually go through the planning commission too. So and the park board is real active in, in Crystal too. So yes, they're good. They're good groups to uh, um, to you know, serve to, your to engage. Ward. There's a lot yeah. of ways to engage. Yep. Why those door knocking memories were something. <laughs> <laughs> There's two that I will never forget, and what? But one in particular was a guy. He had to be, you know, in his 80s or late 80s, is my guess. And I could hear him. I knocked on the door, and I could hear him talking to his wife. And his, he said something like, Ma, I'll get it, because it's just another politician knocking. <laughs> so he opens the door. Of course, you know, I can hear that. But he opens the door, and he grabs my flyer, and he literally slams the door in my face. And I thought, okay. But I had an apple crunch recipe on there. And I am not kidding you. I wasn't 10 feet down the driveway. And this man was literally running after me. Lady, he said, lady, 
what's the best kind of apples to use? <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's like I had them. Oh, you that's You know, because awesome. then he talked about a couple other things too, mm. but... It's like you got to find the hook, you know, that makes people comfortable to talk to you. Yeah. And not everybody's comfortable talking about politics, nor do they know a lot about it in some right. instances. So if you can find a common ground to relate to the residents, that, that that's a big that, that's, goes a long way. That's the job when you're knocking is is because you, right. you you have right. no idea who you're you're going to talk to and, and what <laughs> what the belief is. You know, yeah, so. the the stories I can't tell, I can't say on the air. So it's, yeah, uh, that's right. That's other right. than other than a guy turning his sprinkler on while I was walking through it. That's the only thing. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just you know before too much time got had gone by, I just wanted to take this opportunity to. To let people know that you know what this isn't the same city it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago. We have had a lot of great people come through here and bring their ideas. The transparency is great. There's there's room at the table for if you want to be involved in Crystal, and it's it's something I wanted to highlight. You know, before I lost your voice, you know, or had access to your voice like this, that um, yeah, things have changed dramatically. We we come from a council that. Or from a from a city that that was um, wasn't nearly as approachable. wasn't We weren't able to find uh, answers as easily. But now we have technology. Now we have simple language. Now we have uh, just a, we've had quite a few different people come through here. Uh, they brought their ideas and they left their ideas. And that's the coolest thing is a lot of the things that that we we focus on right now we're we're from council members who aren't here anymore you know the focus on neighborhoods the focus on parks uh equity um businesses all that kind of stuff uh many of those people aren't here anymore and i thought it was important just to know that that we're always moving and we're moving in a good direction i think yeah life evolves you know and maybe 10 12 years ago residents weren't quite as demanding uh to know and to be involved. You know, younger kids seem to like to know more up-to-date things that are going on in communities. And so, you know, it's a learning experience. We're always learning. We're always evolving. But I think the council has done well to evolve with um, the needs of the the community. Right. All right. Uh, Andrew, thank you for being with us. Uh, Julie, thank you for being with us. Yeah, and and now living in Plymouth, now i got to do the same thing over there. Oh, it's, it's getting... Haven't you started yet? Uh. <laughs> well, I, I personally want to thank you both for the service that you've given the citizens of Crystal uh, in, in everything you've done. Um, you're just, you're a treasure. Both of you are a treasure. So with that, um, goodbye from the city of Crystal. Mm-hmm.